following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees or management. The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on... 1700 the champ and a 101.3 FM the champ as well. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here and around the world at thehawkeyehuddle.com. We're here live at GMIGS in West Des Moines. Talking the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes for the next hour here as we kind of recap and and put a cap on the uh, football season after Iowa's lost in the uh, Citrus Bowl the other day. We talk a little basketball coming up. Iowa getting back at it last night in the Big Ten with a victory, which was awful nice uh, to get things going. Iowa women, uh, a victory against Evansville the other day in a in sort of a makeup game. They just kind of got well, to play they, instead they, of Illinois. So Evansville was coming to play Drake. So hey, we're in yeah, town. Why not? We're in the neighborhood. Right. But uh, they'll get back at uh, at it in the Big Ten here relatively soon. Uh, cancel another one of the. What are they down? They're down five games from COVID. Four. I don't know. The Drake men get. Uh, Four makeup or three makeup games in eight days. Well, that'll be a party for them, right? Or That's fair. Four games. Totally they fair. Have, they have four games in eight days, three on the road. Totally fair. Per- works out perfectly for them. That's great. All right, Citrus Bowl, twenty to seventeen. Hawks lose it uh, on a on a late touchdown. Played a, a really nice second half. Uh, obviously, you know you give up a long drive, uh, and you lose twenty to seventeen. Despite uh, coming from behind, thirteen to three at halftime. Um, really had three touchdown-worthy drives in the second half, one of which uh, got foiled on a fourth that you tried to quarterback sneak that clearly the, the nose tackle for Kentucky was offside, touched touched it, Tyler Lindebaum, maybe touched the football. We're not 100% now, sure. He didn't touch football because I actually, when I watched a replay, I, I paid close attention to, to the, the football. I didn't pay any attention to the dude. I was just looking at the football. Uh, Petrus, so that's what they, Petrus, they were. Yeah, he that's was what they were complaining yeah, about. He was offside, which is why later on they did a hard count, and the guy went right after Linderbaum, knocked him right over. Wasn't even a hard. I think just, he went, I know. It just went early, right? It just I gave him a count, a hut of, of some sort, <laughs> an ocean, and I, an ocean. And then I actually thought when they did that, I thought that guy's trying to get in Linderbaum's head. Yeah. Well, it, it, at some point in time they got a break on it. Well, they got he, on that fourth down. On his foot. Um. Hawks went for 384 yards the other day, which was by far their best offensive output in quite some time. The funny thing about the script of this game, if you think about it, they beat Minnesota, giving up 200 more yards to Minnesota, and they 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 beat them. They gave up a couple hundred more yards to Illinois, and they beat them. They gave up more yards to Nebraska, and they beat them. This game, they outgained Kentucky, 20 or 30 yards, 384, one of the better outputs of the year. But they only get 17 points on the board, and they lose 20 to 17. Well, clearly, when you go for it fourth and one on the six yard line, don't get any points. That is going to hurt you. Hurt. You know, in the in the announcers, like, well, I think they should take three here, and I'm like, are you kidding me? We don't get down here this often. You got to go for this. And, yeah, you know, making I mean, that two score game into a two score game sometimes is hard to, to stomach, right? Probably, probably in the, in in hindsight, easy to say. Well, you got down there later on pretty easily, but uh, well, you know. in, in fact, they scored a touchdown after holding them three and out, and they went right down and scored. But who's not to say if they score, then give Kentucky a three and out, and then go ahead and score again? That you know the Hawks are at twenty four, or or what, whatever point you want to make it. I'm just saying. Going for it at that point was the right time, and then not going for it with 3:48 to go 
on fourth and one and sending him out there to try a hard count. At first I thought, oh, that's okay. But then, you know, upon reflection. Well, you know my opinion on this, right, already, before I even say it. Well, right? of course. Of course. You play to win. You don't play to not lose. Was it? It, which, who was it? Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards. You play, you the play game to, win, to the win the game. And, and especially in an exhibition, which is what this is, well, right? It's, it's not exactly an I, exhibition. I, but, but you know what I mean. There's yes. nothing on the line but one trophy, right? It's, it's, it's a, it, right. There's no reason to play conservative at that point. You're not, you're not playing you're for not, much You're else. not playing to get in the playoffs or, or, no, or anything or, along no, that line. No. So at that point, you have to say to yourself, all right, Linderbaum's back. He wasn't back on that play. Oh, he wasn't. No, came See, right. Shooter, yeah, shooter. Yep. Yeah, and so they so missed Linderbaum for two plays. I agree. I don't think. I don't think a sneak was the call there. Here was the one. So Hawkeye game film. Do you ever pay attention to their um, to the? Tw- I don't know who does that, but it's a he, great great Twitter stuff, right? All right. And they pointed out that on that series, Iowa had that was after the Jamari Harris interception. Which, by the way, of all the things that have happened bad this year in terms of injuries. The, in, the benefit has been that Jamari Harris, I believe, will be your next great Big Ten, uh, big all Big Ten defensive back at the University of Iowa. He played great the other day. Yeah, he did. And he's pl- he's gotten better as he's filled in along this time, so good for him. I think he there's made, a freshman coming in who might make Well, a that's true. That's true. Don't forget. I, I should not forget about that. But So they pointed out, okay, he makes the interception. Iowa goes for seven yards and two yards, running uh, a power up the middle, just a regular gap play. So think about where Iowa was getting all of their rushing yardage. Up the middle, gaps and inside zones. So what do they choose to do on third and short? We go to the outside zone that hasn't worked for four years, and and two guys come from behind the play, which is what happens on nine out of ten efforts on this play. Two guys come from behind the play. They tackle the the runner in the backfield. It was an inexplicably stupid third down call that led to them not getting the yardage on fourth down. It makes no sense because you, you were gashing Kentucky up the middle. So I know what we should do. Let's change it up. We'll trick them and we'll, go around the end, we'll, right? Well, they could have gone play action and, and thrown it down the field deep to Nico. And it, right. Uh, my, I, I will say this. and now You and I have been defenders of Brian Ferentz because of the fact that we believe that he's running his dad's offense. Right. But he is calling the plays, and that was a really – bad play call and it's exemplary of the things that are starting to find i'm starting to find that will say yeah you know maybe he is a really bad play caller right because the game plan was fine right clearly once they started running things that were working and and they 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 had some idea of what was going on 185 yards rushing yeah and and uh lashawn and gavin williams no relation you always have to say that but no relation Terrific, right? What, 89 out of one, 55 out of the other? They, you know, they had 189 yards rushing total. They both looked great. I think it's a, it, it really looks to me, again, sort of your Akram Wadley and, and uh, Mackay Sargent type yin and yang there straight Actually, up, you know? I don't, I don't see any, either one of those that are Akram Wadley-ish. I see them, I don't know. Gavin Williams reminds me of Sean Green. Uh, he's more Sean Green, but he, he's just not quite that big of a battering ram okay that's pretty big right Not at this point so maybe we, maybe you're looking at albert albert young maybe okay okay um i feel like Lashawn is it reminds me of this way. these are in the tackle guys right and they so, hit the holes they hit the holes fast they get their yardage they they see it they go they don't dance well, right there was there was no dancing on saturday at all uh by any of the running backs i mean you know in what was the was it the third? 
was it the third down play where the Kentucky literally had ten guys in the box. I feel like shocker. Right. And and so I'm saying to myself, self, again, hindsight, spread out, mm-hmm. go four wide, mm-hmm. make them cover you. Mm-hmm. And so that, it, at best, they can have seven. At best. Mm-hmm. Get up under center, turn around, and hand the ball with Potabon, who was destroying people. He was, he, was, he was making his plays there. And as we've pointed out, when, when he's off... The whole thing's thrown off because he is an important blocker in every play, right? Well, he's, he's a pulling guard without right. having to pull right. guards. Right, he just goes straight ahead, right? And he was. And so, here's the. Th- I, I thought it was an interesting comment that you know Kentucky really they run a little RPO, but for the most part, they run what is sort. Of, if you were to take Iowa's offense and modify it so it was still ball control, but that it was just a little more spread out. And when we say spread out, we're not talking. Here's here's we're not saying put wide receivers out there. Iowa splits with their linemen. They're closer together than every other team, right? They play it in a – they play tight splits. They play – the the zone scheme is you're closer to the other guy. You make a wall and you go. You don't necessarily block a man. You block a spot. So if Iowa were, were to change that up, it would not destroy what they're doing in terms of ball control. Maybe they would just open themselves up to a few more first downs. Well, here's – and I think our man Spencer Petrus even said this after the game. Here's things I have to do. I have to be able to figure out how to get four yards to get a first down. And that's what uh, Levis was able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't exactly call a run play. They When they would try to do a quarterback draw, that seemed to me like that was getting uh, defended appropriately. It was more he would step back, allow our linebackers to kind of go back into coverage a little bit, not see anything, and then sort of snake around for three or four or six yards or whatever and extend extend the drive. Particularly in the first half, I felt like that happened. I thought the Hawks absolutely, with the exception of the last drive, dominated the second half, owned Kentucky. We have a a fumbled snap on the six-yard line and an inability to decide that getting a half a yard and don't forget with three and a half of, minutes with them with no timeouts. One of their drives that resulted in points was set up by a, a Petrus interception. On the you know they were set up inside the thirteen yard line. I think first you know right. first and the thirteenth. Well, and how, so, and, so the and defense. I don't like, I don't the defense like. Well, I was going to say I'm just saying the defense played. In my opinion, if you say to me the defense is going to give up seventeen points to this Kentucky team, who scored 35, 48, 41, 47. Even I'd if you be give, say, a, give up twenty. I right. think you're I'd, say, I'd just said, right. yeah, all right, that's fair. That's fair, right? If we don't win the game and we gave up Actually, seventeen if, points, if, that's okay. If we go back to uh, last week's predictions, I think we both had Kentucky like it. I had a twenty-four. 20. I had a tw- twenty-five, twenty-four, and you had twenty. Yeah, we yeah. had them right in that. In, 20, I think I had twenty-three, twenty, or right. something. Yeah, like we that. were right. We were right there in that in that, in that neck in the woods, and, and we thought that would be enough to win the football game. And really, should have been. Should have been. Okay, so woulda, shoulda, coulda, right? Right. But it should have been, right? Um, I, how, how mad were you with the Riley Moss pass interference, which extended that last drive, if I'm not mistaken, on no, the that first was third down? That was earlier. That was earlier. That was, second, that was the second quarter. That was in the second quarter. Boy. Riley Moss, Riley no, Moss it missed it. Riley Moss, yes, it was. It was uh, second last drive. Riley Moss missed a tackle on that last drive, by the way, on, on Juan Dale, and uh, it was – that was too bad, right? He could have had him out who, by the who 20, caught him 20, at the one. Did you see? 
Was it Harris? Uh-uh. It was uh, the kid from the, I want to say, uh, number. Cooper? Cooper Dijon. Cooper Dijon in the game for. Dijon. Because Harris got hurt. Harris got or, hurt. Or yeah. nicked for a second. Yeah. Yep. He ran. All the way I bet he ran the, 70 yards yeah. to catch that dude. That kid's going to be a player, right? He, hopefully, you he's know, gonna I, be, I, obviously, gonna be a good football Xavier's going to have something to say about who plays safety, but uh, but Cooper may be your, your next Jack Kerner uh, <laughs> heading into that spot. Depends on how he they want to play. He might be your next right? Riley Moss. Well, he might be. He might be. And we'll see whether Riley's back, I heard by the somebody, way. or read somebody goes, uh, how come we're not considering Cooper DeJean at quarterback? <laughs> well, let's talk about the, about next year a little bit here. Because here's there's two things we've got to consider here. One, the quarterback situation, because we don't know what that's going to be. And two, there's a ton of guys here who are talking about going pro, but, I mean, who are literally on the, I may, I may not. I mean, we, we usually by now we have a pretty good idea. Tyler Linderbaum's the one that's obviously probably a lock, even though he hasn't announced, right? And Tyler Goodson How's already announced. Foot? Never heard anything more about it. Right, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's probably sprained and okay, or bruised, or, or something. bruised, or yeah. something like that. I can tell you this: if he broke it, he wasn't going back in on it. Right? I mean, I don't know. That's uh, a tough kid. Just I, I, tape I me up, coach. Uh, you know? Maybe, but um, cut it, Mick. But <laughs> you heard about Sam Laporta. You heard about Jack Campbell. You've now heard about Dane Belton, possibly. You've heard uh, 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 obviously Riley Moss as a senior uh, has a, a decision to make. Uh, Will Charlie Jones come back? Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to go down the line yeah, of the no, guys right. who are, are all on the, on the hey, they may be back on this team. They may not. You could bring a lot of this team back uh, ostensibly to, to make it a much, much tougher team, or you could lose a good chunk of it. We could be looking at an Iowa basketball situation where you lose a lot more guys than you were depending your thought you were going to lose, or it's about what you expected or, or even better. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I cannot imagine that Alex Padilla doesn't look at the at the transfer portal after not starting the other day. Unless he's um, got a girlfriend. Well, then, uh, <laughs> that that could be. Uh, she'd have to be something special to keep me at Iowa at the point in time when I realized that. Look, you know, Spencer Peters went nineteen and thirty the other day, which I was dumbfounded by when I saw that because the number of open receivers he missed. But he ma- he made a bunch of plays in that third quarter, and right in the middle of the fourth quarter, that suddenly that makes your statistics, uh, you know jump up a little bit but man he missed some open guys oh and he was short and he they took... ran the penn state play and regania sitting there and he misses him by 15 yards i, I mean it was i mean how bad. is that even possible and and when you're down 13 to 3 to not bring padilla in to jump start you in the second half so to me i just wonder i i kind of wondered and I'd throw this out is kirk playing was kirk playing a game there knowing okay i have now made my choice and i'm going to make this such a choice that if Alex wants to leave, he's going to leave because Joey Labus is coming behind him. And from all the reports and the bowl practices, everything the players are saying, that's the kid who's actually got the talent that, that can transcend to the next level. And he may put pressure on whoever is uh, coming out of this as the starter. I, I just can't imagine that Alex Padilla is part of this team next year. I just – I'd be great. I mean, I, more power to him if he is. I don't want to – I'm not rooting for him to leave. I'm just well, saying. Clearly, in, in Petrus has graduated. I didn't realize did. that. Graduated really? December. Already? Oh yeah. my gosh. And he's got two years of eligibility left, right? Or one? <laughs> so do I, technically. Well, <laughs> Never yeah. played. Never played it down. They could, <laughs> they could enroll, I suppose. 
right? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it. I don't, I don't know how that works. Yeah. But we're, we're, in, since you're clear, I get. I'm, I get. I get what you're saying. Yeah, you got I a better mean, chance I, of I mean, being Austin Ash right. than you, Spencer Petras. Uh, <laughs> right, right. But I just think that Kirk had. Uh, Kirk knew he had to make a choice, and and by keeping Spencer in there. After an absolutely abominable first half, it really was bad, right, from his perspective. Leaving him in there to start the third quarter, which turned out to be a decent decision, I suppose. But doing that says I mean, to me I, that he's I, made a decision between those two guys as to who remains in the program. If I if one has a football lead. game, are you even, you're not even making that comment. You're just saying Spencer. No, I, 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 Spencer. I, thought he was, I, th- I still thought he was brutal in the first half, and he missed wide open guys. If Iowa well, wins I, the thought, game, I thought both of those things, but I also think this. In the, in the bigger issue, and this is something I want to talk to Tom about. What are they going to do to make the offense more modern? Are they going to do anything? We'll try to talk to Tom Kaker to ParkReport.com about that when we come back. On the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ, and 101.3, the champ. And we're back here in the Hawkeye Huddle, Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. We're live at G-MIGS here in West Des Moines. You know... It's not as it's it's not as crowded. It's it's noticeable how things, you know, people are so festive in between Christmas and New Year's. I this place it. was jammed last week, right? I get it. I get it. I, and apparently, I think, my volume is not. And we're we're all <laughs> we all just kind of sort of tuck it in for the first couple of weeks of well, January, it, right? It, we had a snowstorm. Okay, well that'll do it too. Yeah, I, of course, the snowblower didn't start on Sunday. Yeah, well, there is where it was. Maybe change the gas. <sighs> I ran the gas out of it. Got a good guy in Grimes that fixes them. I took it over to him today. He was sitting there in his driveway. He had four snowblowers he was working on at the same time. I'm sure Tom cares yeah. about that. Anyway, oh, Tom's got plenty of time. There's no game tonight. Tom Caker to FalkeyeReport.com uh, checking in with us now. Uh, I don't think there's a game tonight, Tom, what, right? Well, you're, you don't, you're not working this evening other than this, right? Yeah, I got uh, a, a rare kind of breather tonight. Well, you've you've had a busy few, I don't know, weeks. <laughs> yeah, you know, with the been... Big Ten championship, and then of course going to Florida. And uh, at least the weather was nice. Weather was nice. Beautiful. Result of the football game, not what you want. Well, we talked a lot of it over, and we want to ask you a couple of things specifically. But just, I, I'm I'm just curious when you when you walked out of there. Just an overriding thought that that hit you about about the game that you watched and and the season that that ended. My my, my thought on, my the game? on the game. Yeah, just just and, and, the, the, and the season, season just actually. The Tom. top of mind thing you're walking out of, and the first thing that that occurs to you is what? Um, probably that's going to be one of those what if games. You know that they probably should have won but didn't, and that doesn't happen a whole lot under Kirk, to be honest. I don't have a lot. I don't have a long list of games like that. There's some. There's, um, Northwestern last be, year. Yeah, yeah, Northwestern last year when you, you know, you're you cruising and, and it just falls apart. But there's a lot more, wow, I can't believe they won that game in the Ferentz era than there are opposite way. And that's kind of my overriding thing is just, you know, boy, they could have converted a third and one and got a first down. That game's probably over. Um, I didn't disagree with the not going for it on fourth. I, I, um, 
defensive pitch to shut out in that half. And you got a um, great punter and Tory Taylor, who's the whole year kind of dropped balls inside the 20 and two punts where he had a chance to do that on, in, in that bowl game, and he didn't do it. And yeah, it, yeah. Yep, it's true. It's true. Wait, wait, um, I, I forgot about that. That's true. Yeah. It, so, and it's just, it was just one of those games. I, so I've I've seen a, a number of other media members on this bandwagon. Are you one that feels that this offense, the, the scheme needs to change in some way, and I don't mean in a, in a tiny way, but in some way, to accentuate what this what this program has to 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 be a little bit more consistent and make some of this a little bit easier on the great defenses about, that they build. How about this to score more points? Well, there you go. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, you know. We're also one year removed from them playing eight games against Big Ten competition, which is essentially a Big Ten season and scoring 31 points a game. So um, an average of 4.5 yards per carry. So is it is it broken or were parts of it broken? And I think maybe there's some thought that um, maybe just some of the parts, and if you can fix the offensive line and get that better, that – the yards per carry improve, and then the run game improves, and you are more effective. But I don't know. Um, I don't know how much you can, I don't know if modernize is the right word, but um, I'd like to see what the outcome might have been if Keegan Johnson was able to play. I think that might have helped. Well, yeah, you know, we hadn't even we hadn't even brought that up. Did they figure out what, what his deal was? Um. Not really. Just what Kirk said after the game about kidney stones or appendicitis or something. Well, and and knowing people who've had both of those, (laughs) right? My brother, my brother had appendicitis, and you know, I've seen that. They got him to the hospital just in time, so it's one of those deals. (laughs) Yeah, it's it that that's not good. So, as we look forward, Tom, we were talking about all there's there's a lot of guys here. We don't know what they're going to do, right? Even some guys you don't really suspect, you know, you, you don't really talk about, you know, the, the Jack Campbells, the, and even we saw some rumors about Dane Belton today. I don't know if that that's really a thing. I think his dad was actually tweeting about a friend of theirs watching in the NFL draft. But, but looking at that, the, the one that we do know that's a question, that's a real question, is now is now the in the quarterback situation with Alex Padilla. Do you do you think he, you feel like he's a, a lock for the? For the portal, or you—I mean—you meet these kids much more often than we do. Or is he an Iowa Hawkeye? He's going to stay that way. Honestly, I don't know. I think everybody assumes. Yep. I think that's what we're doing right now—is just assuming that. Well, that's what quarterbacks do, right? They just go on the. If they get a taste of playing time, they're three years in, and now it looks like you know Spencer's going to be the guy next year. Um, that he'll just leave. Um, but I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, we know he's from Colorado. His dad played at Colorado State. They have a new coach who also happens to be a former Hawkeye. Um, we also know that Wyoming has put a, a help wanted sign up for a quarterback. Um, and their offensive coordinator is Tim Polisek, who knows yeah, Alex Padilla. Right. So um, we know those two things. So it, it, there's just probably – Here's the thing, guys. When guys go in the portal, um, and this is sort of, I think everybody knows this or, or suspects that this might be true, but most of the time, those guys that go in the portal, 
they have already they know where they're going. Pick the school, or they've got a short list of schools that they're going to consider. Well, I, at the very least, works. guys who've start they're right, not going, guys who've started going games. Yes. No, yeah. Nobody's nobody is going in there blind. And if they are, then they're going to end up. Um, you know, it's like the musical chairs. They're going to be ended up standing there with nowhere to sit. Well, I think we saw that in, in college basketball, though, though, Tom. When you look at all these small schools that Iowa has played this year, it's 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 a running diatribe in each one of these uh, non-conference games where they're talking about, well, this guy's transferred in. This guy playing for Alabama State transferred in from Abilene Christian, and this guy playing for, you know, for uh, you know, transferred. I mean, so it was a bit of a musical cheers in that first year that they've done that. But I'd agree with you, particularly with a guy like Padilla who started some games. He's not going in unless he has a general idea. I, I would agree with you on that. And I, I could see him going going to Wyoming very easily. And and good program, good success. That that would work. Well, would work. Tim Polisek, yeah. uh, really good coach. Uh, the head coach uh, was from North Dakota State. He was a dude in, before in, the guy at K State. Who's the coach? Go ahead, North Tom. Dakota. Chris Chris Kleiman. No, the head coach at Wyoming was the dude before climbing. Oh, oh, Craig Bull. Craig Bull. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It could happen. Here's, here's could one happen. of the things, right. guys, because I've, I've, I've heard this suggested by a lot of Iowa fans in the last, you know, couple days, that <laughs> Iowa, Iowa should just go in the portal and find a quarterback, right? Well, I think um, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if they do that, it's like I've told people, if they do that, then you're going to have two more quarterbacks in the portal. And while well, you might say, well, that's yes. fine, um, you're still going to be really short on arms and numbers. And and right. you best yeah. be right, and you best be able to land that plane with that kid that you're going after. Um, it better be Caleb Williams. could be really right. screwed. <laughs> right. No, it, it is I, – I realize people are – it's 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 fodder for discussion. I get it. But if, if it's it not Caleb Williams, then uh, who the answer is no. The answer is no. Right. Because you you can't go in, you couldn't go Rock into the Purdy. portal. <laughs> you couldn't go into the portal <laughs> and suggest to a a quarterback of any measure that is better than Spencer Petrus uh, that you got to come in and compete, right? You because that player is going to say, they're gonna, they're going "I'm to going some, somewhere. I'm going to start, right? Play. Right? right. I, I'm not I'm not going to Iowa to get a chance, right? I'm going to Iowa to play. And I, if you tell me I'm going to play." I'm going to start fine. If you don't, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere where they will tell me that. Because other programs well, will. Well, the, I la- agree, I the agree last guy you. who did that was Oliver Martin. And that worked out well, didn't it? Right. right. Got there, played a few games, moved on. Right. Let, let me but ask you this. The one guy them, that isn't. Someone will tell them that, they, that they're going to start. Someone will right, do that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's and honestly where I believe it kind of hurt Fran McCaffrey this year. And I believe that, uh, and I, I, you know, I think it, at some point in time it does hurt Kirk a little bit, is because neither one of those guys guarantee playing time to people. They just don't do it, right? And, it, and I admire that in a lot of ways myself. By Except the way. for Connor. Well, Connor, <laughs> Mr. Free Throw Shooter. Um, we haven't gotten to the to the, the futility uh, um, segment yet. We're go- we'll get to that later on. Um, so I, I do want to ask you about the the kid from Cornell, uh, the offensive lineman who's transferring. Um, that is that's a fairly big time uh, get if Iowa could get him. He's he's been in the portal for a while and he's narrowed his choices down. That could be a, a nice little pickup for Iowa. You know, obviously something Iowa would would need a, you know an experienced hand that could come in and and play right away at uh, 
you know, guard, maybe even a center, maybe he's a center, um, take over for Linderbaum, provided, you know, Linderbaum hasn't said he's leaving yet, so who knows. Um, <laughs> let's see. Would you bet uh, on, he, bet against that? I, you know, with that kid, you never know, right? Kids. Kids. Yeah. yeah. You don't. Well, the, the kid from Cornell has uh, think, narrowed it down. I don't, to... think money, I don't think money motivates him. Well, that might that, be. That, well, that, considering you gave $30,000 of profit yeah. away to the hospital, yeah, that's, that's a, a great point. That's a fair assessment. It's a great point. Yeah, it is. He, he's just not, just not that way. And, you know, it might, it, it might end up being one of those T.J. Hawkinson situations where Hawk didn't really one of the people just looked at him and said, dude, you're going to be a first-round pick. Um, leave. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, well, I said the other day to my brother-in-law, I said, Kirk Ferentz is going to take his helmet and hide it <laughs> and just say, Tyler, look, this is you have you're gifted you have an opportunity this is your window this is when you need yeah, to I, go. I think it's still i think kirk's this, this is one of those few times kirk might be saying the same that might be saying that. i don't he, maybe. That. Uh, he did that he did that with james daniels too yeah yeah you got um, i mean at some point in time he'll get yeah which is interesting since james, james daniels where he said he said kirk called him into the office and said here's your thing and they haven't like you had like first second round grade you need to go we'll see you later yeah, and, and James Daniels uh, still says he's from Garfield High School in and, Cleveland, and was treated and, poorly at Iowa. Right, that's in, that's very, it's very interesting. It's an interesting thing. That's a dichotomy. Um, that's yeah. very. But it's good. It's good. It's good to know. I mean, I, listen, the kid may be back. Linderbaum may say, "No, I'm saying, coach," and he's going to say, "Okay, do it. That's fine. Uh, that'll be great." Uh, I, I I would say though, um, Tom, as as we look forward to next year. One of the things that was really nice to see the other day, that had to be it was the, the best game I think the offensive line played as a collective. Uh, I, I can't remember a better one this year. Uh, Maybe Kentucky's, Indiana? Kentucky's defense was not a slouch, by the way. And in the second half, they were finally hitting on, those, uh, on the full cylinders that they can hit on. I don't think Petrus was under pressure most of the day. He got his arm hit on that last not you know, a couple times. He's not sacked. That's probably the best game they played, which is good news going forward, even if you don't have, have uh, Linderbaum in there. Yeah, but I'll say this. Um, Kentucky was also down probably about six or seven starters, too. So let's keep that in mind. Uh, that was according to the Why Kentucky do you want to bring United us down, Tom? I'm trying to be half full, glass half full. <laughs> I know, I was, I know. All right, flipping the script. But. So, so let's, move, let's move to basketball, which is a, a little bit more closer to full. Danny Manning. Personal friend of mine, no big deal. Um, made a statement after the game last night that Keegan Murray is a lottery pick, and that's what lottery picks look like. I mean, he goes for 35 and 12 or whatever it was. Holy cow. I mean, what, 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 a, what a show by him. And, I mean, what do you think? You think he's – I mean, they said he's a lottery pick. You think he's a lottery pick? He's um, darn close. Um, and this is it for this listening. is this is it for him, right? Him, they've been listing him as a kind of borderline lottery pick for a couple months now, right? So, um, and I know um, uh, Mike Schmitz was the ESPN guy was there last night, at the, who does all their draft stuff. He and Jonathan Gavoni do their stuff. So I saw Mike there last night, and he was really impressed with him. So. Um, yeah, he's 
he's attracting plenty of attention. And um, I would just tell Iowa fans to enjoy him this year uh, because he's, um, you know, barring some unforeseen circumstances, he will not be back. Well, so. we'll just replace him with his brother. And we'll get a left-handed version. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, Tom, it's been a great football season. I appreciate you bringing us through year 18 for football. Can you imagine and, that we've been doing this for 18 years, Tom? And, uh, yeah, our show yeah. is is oh, an wow. adult show now. It, it, we're, we're, this is adult adult radio. <laughs> o- Ocean's <laughs> and, 11. Uh, and we'll, be mo- we'll, we'll talk a little more about that, but we'll be moving on to basketball full-time in the next few weeks. And appreciate you checking in. Go, uh, go right, enjoy a night off. Watch a little, watch a little TV instead of actually going to a game. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, guys. We'll Thanks for everything, Tom. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport dot com. Um, <laughs> yeah, he probably he he doesn't have. You know, we've gone through. I wonder how old his kids are now. Right? I, I think because we've gotten him at soccer games and basketball games before, where he's clearly on the sidelines. Right. So, but that's kind of gone by the wayside so they must be getting older must I be mean, in the high school we I got guess. a 23 year old sitting here that was running around well, yeah, a designated old. driver right. all right we'll be back wrap things up in the hawkeye huddle 78 under the champ 101.3 the champ back on the hawkeye huddle brett Ridge, dave crane did sorry i did that down? for reverb you turned that that was uh, that was my engineering. Okay, function. there we go. You turned me down. It's there a wonderful go. time okay. to have great reception back at the uh, 101.3, I, I 1700. Great work, Jake. Jacob, you're the man. He's getting her done back there. Um, make sure to thank AMPM Plumbing. AMPM Plumbing. They do plumbing. Our friends here at GMIX for hosting us each week. Of course, uh, Angela Lancaster, REMAX Concepts. Appreciate uh, her contributions to the program. And Brian Hauck of Key Mortgage. You know, I've let drop a couple of these other ones we were going after. They had a few things going on in personal life. I'll go back at it here, uh, particularly now that we're on the 101.3. There you the go. FM going on and all that. It's pretty cool. Have you listened so, listened to the champ on the FM? It's a great, clear signal. It's, it's way terrific. better. <laughs> I mean, and so I, I, I listened to Steen on there, right? And uh-huh. and his voice sounds even clearer and, and more more soothing. More He's soothing. got a great FM radio voice. You know, if he wanted to do the smooth sounds of the... <laughs> Midnight rain. He could have done that, right? I mean, he's done doing sports and doing great, but he could easily have been a, a, a really good smooth FM radio talk guy, right? <laughs> and he, what was it? Uh, who was on Venus w- Flytrap? Yes, Venus Flytrap. WKRP. That's right. Terrific stuff. All right. Hey, we mentioned the uh, Iowa women's basketball team. They won against uh, Brett, a man from Kentucky. Just missed the entire basket. Not an air ball. He had hit the backboard. He missed the entire basket. Nice. On a free throw. On a free throw. On a free throw. Dude, you're unguarded. He shoots like (laughs) Connor McCaffrey. Oh, Oh, no. At least least he got got rim on the bank shot. Connor currently shooting 60% from the free throw line. Oh, wait, 58% after going one for two last night. Oh, boy. Three for 17 from the field, but we're going to put him in the game at the end of the game. Are we really going to have this segment? We're going there. We're going there. It's just it just grates on me and we're gonna get that connor mccaffrey's gonna be the best graduate assistant that france ever had it's gonna be for sure can't play let me finish the updates on the other stuff and we'll get to this okay so the women uh they have uh they get back to big 10 uh caitlin clark went fastest big 10 player to get to a thousand points what do you make of that what i make of it she's good speaking of women's sports and you know how she did it she didn't do it in a i scored eight points today 
She scored 44. <laughs> well, that's one a way Carver to... Hawkeye arena a record. Arena a record. Arena record. She scored 44. Iowa 7 and 3, 1 and 0, oh, by the way. They got Northwestern on the Big Ten Network on Stop with Thursday. This. Women's sports at Iowa were built by one person and one person. Christine personal. Grant, who passed away. RIP yes. to her. Yes. Uh, Chris, there's a great yes. article. I think Listacow got it. Talking to C. Vivian Stringer or Vivian Rhoda, an amazing piece about Christine Grant. She was she was a pioneer in an era before anybody knew yeah. yep. anything mm-hmm. about women's sports. People forget that that uh, women's basketball is is not a it's a recent thing, right? Like when we were kids is when it finally started to really become a real thing in college, right? Well, they were still playing, you know, five-on-five basketball. The first five-on-five championship was won by the, the senior class at Linmar ahead of me when I was a junior. Okay. Yeah, well, in the first five-on-five, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa yes. five before that it was six-on-six across but, the board. <laughs> Women's basketball was a whole different thing. I was at the game where we had 23,000 or 22,000 people in Carver. Broke broke the uh, fire, fire code. Fire code. Couldn't ever do that again. We sat in the aisle. We were we were, we got there as basically I can't remember it was a couple bucks to get in. It was right. free or something. It might have been free. My, uh, my dad uh, took me and my sister to, to that game, wanted to be part of it, and it was really, really cool. But anyway, that was a brand new thing at the time, right? It was the largest crowd ever in a women's basketball league game at the time. Now, obviously, with domes and arenas and, and such with the – uh, the NCAA tournament, a little different. But back then, big, big deal. Stephen F. Austin, Old Dominion, Nancy yeah. Lieberman, she mm-hmm. was like one of the uh, – Well, and they wore the sort of baggy sort of strange – Well, that was, the, that was also the style that well, the guys wore, and too. And the Iowa Cornets. Do you remember the Iowa Cornets? Dude, I was a st- statistician for the Iowa were you? Cornets. We split time between Des Moines and Cedar Rapids for the Iowa Cornets professional basketball team. They were good. Machine Gun Molly Bowling. Yeah, machine Gun Molly Bowling. Don, uh, Donna Draper and Rhonda – Poquette? She was from Ankeny. They were they went water skiing with me when I was fifteen years old. The one way we Well the get, old man and Norm and everybody. The, the there one too. way we can get David to talk about uh women's sports, we start talking about the Iowa Cornets. Well, Maybe, there you go. Yeah, there you go. They also have uh, Nebraska on the road on Sunday. This game that Do you want to talk about FS1. Spencer Lee? FS one. I'm getting to wrestling. Good lord, you I'm are getting wrestling. So Friday This is, is a, a one hour show. You keep interrupting while I'm doing my update. Oh really? Well uh, listening I, to you talk it requires me to interrupt you. It doesn't. I had three sentences to complete and I couldn't get through them. Uh, Friday for the, know, for the wrestlers, seven others. the wrestlers did not get to go in whatever the Hawkeye thing they were trumping up. That last just week. didn't happen. Right? They um but Friday, they however. got Minnesota, however. Friday, they got Minnesota on the Big Ten Network at 8 o'clock at home, and Sunday uh, against Purdue on the Big Ten Network at home, 2 p.m. And, yes, the announcement came out just about bowl time the other day. I mean, of all the depressing things to send out, Spencer Lee has decided he's got to have double ACL surgery and get those things fixed, and so he's done for the year. You know what? So my wrestling cohorts, I talked to him today, and I asked, okay, what do you think? And he goes, well, clearly what he should have done is after the NCAAs last, last year, yeah. it's just got cut on on both knees. Yeah. Um, he wouldn't be there yet. The it, what, but, no, but, he would be. Would he? Well, that happened in March. It's a six, eight-month deal. So that's about now. And he'd be back. And he's back. a tough son of a gun, so he probably would be. Well, yeah. considering he yeah. fought through one, and he goes, well, I... I went Niall Kinnick on this one. How's the other one going to well, go? Well, give credit to our friend Chad Listicow. He had a, he had the article the other day that, which is a great interview. If you can go out there and find it on the internet, uh, talking to Spencer Lee about 
what he's been through and the pain and how he finally he finally just said enough is enough. I can't can do, do it. it. Well, I can do it, but it's not it's so, not worth it. And he's not enjoying it, right? He wasn't enjoying winning. So Well, how it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to enjoy winning that every time you go out there and you win and oh by the way, after the match, you can't walk your you're three, hindered. three uh, ice treatments, three electronic treatments a he day. He can come back next year. Uh, he will. Right, right. He will. Drake Ayala from Fort Dodge takes his spot at 125. Um, and he wrestled in this uh, southern scuffle the other day and took third place, by the way. Um, so he's not he's not going to be quite the same guy. But he's he was a high-level recruit coming he's in. A so true he's a freshman. Yep. Yep. Um, according to my uh, wrestling insiders, he needs to figure out how to get out from when he's on the bottom. Uh, something he struggles with. Got to get that escape, the easy point, if you will. Yep. Um, I could show him some highlights, I guess, from my bedroom and I was show say, how, I, how the old I, lady I does that. But that right. Don't we all? Nevertheless. But, uh, but no, you know what? If, if he, he is apparently a takedown machine, and he's a guy that has to, once he's being wrestled and he's, he's in the, in the he's negative a freshman. position. He's a freshman. He's got to figure out it. So, uh, that'll be interesting the rest of the way, but it, it is obviously a loss in terms of team scoring for Iowa. It's you know, a, that's it's a huge. It, obviously, it it's a huge loss. And he didn't want to let a three-time yeah. national champion didn't want to let him down with all these returning guys and where they could have gone. Um, but that doesn't mean. By the way, know. our wrestling team is so old. I mean, <laughs> good more the ages on these guys is incredible. Guys have been around a lot. I mean, guys are. I mean, they got two kids. <laughs> so the men's basketball team, they did beat Western Illinois, by the way, last week, 92-71. We didn't really talk about that. And then, of course, they get the win last night, 80-75 to over Maryland, which was a big win in a number of different ways. One of the ways was just in my in my impression was after getting off to a big lead, then losing the lead and playing a little bit nervous, I thought, for a while. Um, Unst- they were down How about four- unsteady? Unsteady. I, I don't think they were nervous. I just think they were they were well, sort they of discombobulated they, in some oh, fashion. No, they, it's like you realize at some point in time you can't go zero and three, and you've got a team at home. Oh, I don't think they were thinking that. I you think don't think they, so? I think this was pure frustration of them going, "Why can't we score?" It, they started missing some shots, Why? but they came back and won. They did, and they and they really did it. Um, they did it in a different way. In terms of, it suddenly wasn't just it wasn't just that they got red hot. Really, they started playing really good defense. They rebounded, which the I thought they the were playing half. horrible defense in the first yeah. half. And Fran Fran made a good point about Toussaint in his game. And and I don't know if we were talking about this before the show or not, but or if it was during the it must have been before because we haven't really talked much basketball. Joe had a tough guard last night. Mm-hmm. That kid uh, from Maryland is super quick and super fast. And can step back and can shoot. Well, he and can, can knock it. Yep. He can knock. Yep. If Joe mm-hmm. had that little step back with his quickness, no, it was consistent. I mean, if if that dude shot thirty five percent from three, man, he's got something going. So here was my question about he didn't Joe. Have that yet? No, I. Th- but I thought Joe T played a great second half, and then Fran took him out with seven minutes to go and didn't put him back in. I was a little confused by this because he had uh, got a number of steals, he had a number of assists, and the, one of the bigger things that he did, and he does do. And that Anthony Perkins, by the way, brings to this team as well is a, a, a team makes a basket on one end and Iowa fast breaks to the other end and Joe Toussaint goes right to the hoop and scores. I well, mean, about, I'm not like how saying dunks, he like, even like hesitates. He just goes and scores. How many right? dunks has Keegan got on after made baskets? Just going right to the beating hoop. Beating everybody yeah. down. You know, Luca, uh, NBA uh, Rookie of the Week last, last yeah. week for the Pistons. And uh, that was one thing that Luca was not going to do. 
no, beat he, you down the court. He did hustle down the court, but he wasn't beating you. Oh, down he the wasn't going to beat you. Yeah. And, and now he might be a great guy to come down the court, be the, the fourth dude, and kick it out to him and knock down a three. Keegan made a, a move last night. It was in the first half. He was on the left wing. Kind of went between his legs both, stepped back and knocked down a three, and I just went, wow. That, he made that well, look he, he, so easy. He, he just he makes basketball look too easy, it, and it, he's good. That's it's a it's a great point. Not just because you're sitting here next to me for the last eighteen years. It's a great point. Well, I used there to were no, you right there. There were a number of times last night where he did something very difficult, and it looked ridiculously easy. There was a there was a sort of turnaround jumper, low 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 block left side right maybe from twelve fade away. That he just turned and without with no effort just faded away and put it in. Oh yeah, the announcer then, was going crazy in the yeah, fadeaway shot there. And and then there was one late where he got a rebound in the middle of the lane when we I think we were up four and he got a board maybe we were up two even we he got a rebound in the middle of the lane over like four guys and just immediately laid it back up and in with 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 a little bit of touch on it. It's stuff that that looks effortless, but because an NBA level player can do that. And a lot of our other players can't. A lot of our other players, when they make plays, you think, "Wow, that looked like he put a lot of a lot into that, right?" It was really cool. Keegan makes it effortless. I thought Philip Rebracha is finally coming into his own. He, I think, he had 13 last night. Yeah. He um, he posted up well last night. He does. He did a lot of things very very well. Ran the break well. I'm loving what we're getting out of him suddenly, which is really good. My biggest question with this team right now is I think I still think Fran gets lost in his rotations. He had Patrick McCaffrey was having a bad game last night. Having a bad game. Just couldn't knock it down. Well, not even knock it down. He was coming up short on all kinds of stuff, right? I mean, he's got more dunks. pads on right now than I recall him seeing. He's got them on his elbows, his and, legs, his knees. Uh, Andrew and I are sitting there screaming at the TV. Hey, Fran, you've got more gear. players. Fran, you've got guys sitting on the bench. Bring in Perkins. Bring in Chris uh, Chris, Chris Murray. Murray. Bring, so he brings in Connor. Okay, bring in Connor. Whatever. PMAC has thrown the ball up five times on, on the last six shots down court, and he's missed all of them. He's not having a good night. Bring in more guys. And Fran just, he seems, and I, I said this before. Oh, geez, we're out of time. Well, Doug, you but, kept talking. Wisconsin uh, Thursday night. Friday 22. night. Thursday. Loss. Loss? I got it Thursday. You sure? I think it's Friday. I think it's Thursday. All right, loss, Bye. win. All right, there you go. Hey, how's that? Check you next week on the Hawkeye Hill, 1700 Champ, 101.3 The Champ.